0: Hello and welcome to Nick's Knack for Neologisms, episode 19, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered abjure, prodigious, calumniate, and inchoate. And in this episode, we're covering nefarious, imbibe, tutelage, and xenophobia. Whew, those are some good words. In fact, I woke up this morning, for whatever reason, I was like, you know, I'm going to do another podcast. And the first word, that popped into my head was nefarious. And I was like, we got to cover nefarious if we haven't covered it already. Because nefarious is a really good word. So let's start with our first word. Our first word is nefarious. It's spelled N-E-F-A-R-I-O-U-S. It's phonetic. It's an adjective. Nefarious. N-E-F-A-R-I-O-U-S. Nefarious. Nefarious. Extremely wicked. Or villainous. Iniquitous. Never even heard of that word before. Iniquitous. Apparently that means extremely wicked as well. Nefarious. It means extremely wicked or villainous. Nefarious. A nefarious plot. Hitler was a nefarious man. Nefarious. It's a good word. If you say it too, it kind of sounds like its definition, doesn't it? Nefarious. Just a little bit. And the way that we can remember nefarious, here's some clever ways that some users came up with on mnemonic, mnemonicdictionary.com. They said, you can think of nefarious like nephew plus furious, kind of cool, right? Nefurious, nephew plus furious. So it's this furious nephew that you have who's extremely wicked, nefarious, or someone else came up with the idea of never fair, nefarious. You're never fair. You're nefarious. So you're extremely wicked, Because you're never frickin' fair. The nefarious September 11th attacks did not weaken America. One man employed his nefarious scheme to hack into people's computers and steal bank account information. Nefarious. Ooh, that sounds pretty nefarious. We originally thought John was going to pull nefarious April Fool's Day pranks, but surprisingly, nothing bad happened. Have you guys ever pulled nefarious April April Fool's pranks? I don't think I have. I think the worst thing I ever did was put the little rubber band over the faucet, which is a fun trick, but I don't think it's nefarious. Would you guys consider that nefarious? I don't think that's nefarious. I think what would be nefarious? Nefarious would be like, I don't know, maybe gluing the car doors shut. Or something like that to someone's vehicle. Or, I don't know, spray painting their windshield, tagging their windshield. I think that would be kind of nefarious. Racism in the 21st century is still a nefarious reality in the world, but we have come a long way in mere decades. Yes, I would agree with that. Racism is definitely nefarious. 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 And for some reason, all right, here's (laughs) – I don't know why. This is like one of those weird things that pops up into my head. But uh, you you guys ever seen the movie Jafar – or I mean Aladdin with Jafar in it? Aladdin is one of my favorite Disney movies. But there's an extremely wicked character named Jafar. He's got that F-A-R part in his word. I think that's how how he spelled his name is J-E-F-A-R. And nefarious is N-E-F-A-R, nefarious. Jafar was a nefarious villain in the Aladdin movie, so – that's another way I remember it. Nefarious. It's a good word. You actually hear nefarious pop up from now and then. It's not just one of those words that people memorize for no good reason. It does show up. Sometimes you see it in newspaper columns and things like that. Nefarious. All right. Let's move on to our next word, which is imbibe. It's kind of a silly word. It's kind of fun to say. It's spelled I-M-B-I-B-E, imbibe. It's phonetic. I-M-B-I-B-E, imbibe. It's a verb. And it simply means to drink, more or less. That's when you hear it. Just think of imbibing as drinking. They're synonymous. He imbibed great quantities of iced tea to drink, to consume liquids by drinking or to drink. Or here's something else that's kind of interesting. To absorb or soak up as water, light, or heat. I did not know it it could mean that. That's interesting. To absorb or soak up as water, light, or heat. Plants imbibe moisture from the soil. (laughs) Here's something crazy. Here's a third definition for kicks and giggles. To take or receive into the mind as knowledge, ideas, or the like. To imbibe a sermon. To imbibe beautiful scenery. Interesting. So you can see, I love that. That's what's neat about words. They have flexibility, elasticity to them. You can see how kind of absorbing or soaking up could also mean, well, we're going to extend it. To receive into the mind as knowledge, ideas, or the like. Imbibe. After imbibing the conversation between the priest and the counselor, great wisdom was imparted upon me. I don't know. Just some silly example I came up with. Imbibe. But usually, usually when you hear the word imbibe, it just has to do with drinking. Imbibe. Oh, and the way that I remember this word, imbibe, it has the word bib in it. And when I think of imbibe, it's usually has to do with alcoholic beverages and people being drunk. That's the context that's usually used in imbibing great quantities of alcoholic beverages, something like that, right? <clears throat> when someone is imbibing, I just think of them having to wear this bib to cover all the drinks that they're spilling on themselves. I am B I B E imbibe. So I think of a bib and drinking. And yeah, for whatever reason that sticks in my head. Best practices dictates that anyone who intends to imbibe alcoholic beverages should make sure to have dependable transportation to get home. Yes, my friend, never drink and drive. Despite being unable to imbibe cocktails with her friends, Jonathan probably had the most fun at the wedding reception. I just realized that I changed the sex of the person that was in this word because I couldn't pronounce or the sentence because I couldn't pronounce their name. Yeah, I guess it's Marielle. Despite being able to imbibe cocktails with her friends, Marielle probably had the most fun at the wedding reception. Cool. Every morning I like to delay the start of the workday, go outside on the terrace, and imbibe large quantities of sunshine and fresh air. Ooh, I like that. They're just soaking up. They're imbibing large quantities of sunshine and fresh air. Doesn't that sound nice just to imbibe that? One of, my, one of my nursing buddies, I will leave his name out in case he wants to remain, remain anonymous, but we were talking about vitamin D deficiency, which a lot of Americans have vitamin D deficiencies, myself included. By the way, guys, I'm pretty much a vegan. Well, I do eat eggs. eggs. Eggs have vitamin B12 in them, but I was surprised to find out. This is a little bit of a tangent, but I was surprised to find out with my blood work that I was not B12 deficient, but in fact, I was vitamin D deficient. So, yeah, a lot of people have vitamin D deficiencies from simply not getting enough sunlight. I am one of them. So we were talking about ways in which we got our vitamin D. I've now decided to take supplements. But my friend, he likes to go out and he says every morning he just lies naked. He has a little window. He says he'll lie naked there just to absorb the sun. He does five minutes on his front, five minutes on his back. And that is the way that he imbibes his daily dose of vitamin D is by doing that, so – yes that is imbibing if i imbibe too much soda i find that i am troubled with extreme bouts of hiccuping yeah that's not me That's just a word that or a sentence that i found on com. if i imbibe too much soda i find that i am troubled with extreme bouts of hiccuping yeah do you guys know the way to get of, of to get rid of hiccuping at least the worst for me is you do a handstand you could do it against a wall or just like a headstand and then you swallow uh, a cup of water. I swear it works. Always gets rid of hiccups. I don't usually get them that often, but when I do, it's what I do and it works. All right. That's imbibing you guys. Imbibe just simply means to drink. Let's move on to our next word. Our next word is very fun. Very fun. It's a very fun word. Tutelage. Go ahead. Say it. I know you want to say it. Say it. We're not continuing until you said it. Thank you. Tutelage. See? That's all I had to say. Tutelage. It's a fun word. Tutelage my tutelage, I believe it's an adjective. No, sorry, I'm wrong. It's a noun. Huh. Apparently, I don't know the difference between an adjective and a noun. It's a noun. It means the act of guarding, protecting, or guiding office or function of a guardian or guardianship. So protecting, guardianship, something along those lines is tutelage. However, usually you'll find it more along its second definition, which is this, instruction, teaching, or guidance. So usually when you hear the word tutelage, you just think, Oh, it just means under someone's tutor, under someone's guidance. Under their tutelage, I learned French, something along those lines. It's spelled T-U-T-E-L-A-G-E. It's phonetic tutelage, T-U-T-E-L-A-G-E. Tutelage. His knowledge of Spanish increased under private tutelage. Under my tutelage, sir, you're going to learn a lot. Lots is what I promise. This is another, this is another Sean Connery word. I think a lot of sh- words are Sean Connery words. Tutelage is definitely a Sean Connery word. Tutelage. The state of being under a guardian or a tutor. And that's the way that we can actually, I like to remember it just like that. Tutelage has the word tutor in it. Very similar to tutor. Tutelage has that prefix, that word fix. Word fix has that word fix in it, you guys. That word root. Tutor. Tutelage. If someone is, if you're under someone's tutelage, they're probably your tutor. That's how I remember. Plus, think of it this way, tutor plus age. Tutelage has the word age in it. Someone, if you're under someone's tutelage, they're probably older than you and they're a tutor. Yes, tutelage. Instruction, teaching, or guidance. Tutelage. If you're a mentor, you are probably someone's tutor and you're probably giving them tutelage or tutelage of some kind tutelage under the coach's tutelage James became the star of his college basketball team yes Jose learned how to be a landscaper under his father's tutelage at the driving school students learn under the tutelage of certified driving instructor and you can see that usually the word tutelage is preceded by the word under under somebody's tutelage that's usually when you see it under so and so's tutelage Many of the teachers at our school were once students under the current principal's tutelage. Fun word. I mean, it's just fun to say tutelage. You got to know that word because it's fun to say tutelage. Guidance, teaching, instruction, all of those things fall under tutelage. Those would be synonyms. All right. Let's move on to our last and final word. This is a great word. Xenophobia. Xenophobia. Any idea of what that might mean? I mean, you know what phobia means, fear of things, right? But xenophobia, some people say it's xenophobia. I think it's xenophobia. I think xenophobia sounds cooler. And really, I mean, it's kind of arbitrary why xenophobia pops up on so many little GRE, SAT type tests. Because if you Google phobias, there's like a, there's a there's a phobia for everything out there. Seriously, I mean, there's a phobia you could have a a, a fear of of an elephant's foot. And I, I, I say that because I'm looking at a picture of an elephant right now. I don't know why I am. I just am. I like elephants. I'm looking at an elephant. You could have a fear of an elephant's foot and we could call it, what do we call it? It'd be like, let's see, the root for feet is like peas or peds, So we'd call it Ella Ella pedophobia. Are you Ella pedophobic, dude? You're don't, don't tell me Ella Ella pedophobia fear of an elephant's foot because I have that same phobia. How weird that we both have the same phobia. Yeah. But anyhow, it's arbitrary that xenophobia comes up on all these GRE word lists, question quizzes, quizzes, whatever things, because there's so many phobias. Why xenophobia? So there's probably there's probably a history behind it of some kind. Right? I mean I know I know the United States has a history of xenophobia, right? All of our wars and even now I think we're a little bit xenophobic. But why xenophobia? Why is it? I, I think it's because the word sounds cool, right? Or like arachnophobia. I mean, that sounds really cool. Well, that's like hydrophobia. That's boring. Fear of water. I'm hydrophobic. I actually am kind of hydrophobic. I do have a fear of water. Large quantities of water tumbling towards me, also known as waves. Yeah, that's it's very scary. Very scary. I'm a bit hydrophobic, but I mean, would you rather be hydrophobic, xenophobic, or arachnophobic? They're all pretty cool. I'd, I'd prefer to be xenophobic or arachnophobic because they sound, anyhow, we should probably talk about the definition before we start throwing out the word so much. You guys, where are we going with this? Where are we going? All right. Xenophobia. No one really wants to be xenophobic in my, in my opinion, because it means a fear or hatred of foreigners, people from different cultures or cultures or strangers. So I guess maybe we're all a little xenophobic, but I think of xenophobia as a fear of of foreigners more so than I do of strangers. But and, and in the context with which you normally will see the word, xenophobia certainly means fear or hatred of foreigners, not strangers. Fear or dislike of the customs, dress, et cetera, of people who are culturally different from one's self. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. That's a little that's a little softer definition of xenophobic. Are you xenophobic? You sure? You don't have a fear or dislike of the customs of or dress of other people because they're culturally different from yourself? Are you positive? I think, I think and I might even include myself in this. Maybe I think everyone might be a little bit xenophobic. What do you guys think? We might have just a little subtle Very soft, watered-down xenophobia. I think I've gotten better over the years. Not to say that I've ever been xenophobic of any kind. I actually think I'm probably one of the least xenophobic people that I know because at the heart, I just know people are people. No matter who you meet, everyone wants kind of the same thing, no matter how they dress, no matter how they act – To some degree, we're all striving for the same thing, which is our own personal happiness and hopefully the happiness and well-being of other people. Generally speaking, most people I think are that way and even people that aren't, even the crazy radicalists of the world, to some degree, even though their brain is twisted and they're, I would argue, are misperceiving reality to a great extent, I think to some degree, we all want the same things. We just go and we take different paths to get there. And I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. So now this has to relate to xenophobia, but I've since forgotten because I'm just kind of rambling at this point. But yes, I think I asked you guys if you were xenophobic. Are you xenophobic? I don't know. I think, uh, I think some people can get triggered by certain dress, certain religious dress, Islamic dress, very conservative biblical dress, you might call it. I think sometimes people can be xenophobic towards those type of people. But I don't think I am. I think it's just curious. In fact, I i prefer to meet people who have different beliefs than myself because they're more interesting. They're kind of fun to talk to. It's like, uh, I don't know, having an interesting conversation with someone. You know you're not going to talk about the same crap because you guys have completely different values and beliefs and all that. So Xenophobia. Well, wow. Any, anyhow, what the heck? All right? Can I just... All right. How are we going to remember xenophobia? All right. This is the way we're going to remember it, guys, because I can think of no other way. Xenopho. So we all know phobia stands for fear, and then if you look at the word xeno, and I forgot to tell you guys how this is spelled. Let me tell you how it's spelled. X e n o p h o b i a. X e n o. Right. So we're saying xeno, xeno. I guess the X. It's not like exo, xenophobia. It's xenophobia. X-E-N-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. I'm pretty sure it's phonetic because I think X is often pronounced like that, Z, with a Z sound. So the way we're going to remember this is we're going to look at Xeno, X-E-N-O, and we're like, what the heck is that? That's foreign to me. And then we're going to see phobia, and we're going to say, oh, fear of foreigners, fear of what's foreign, xenophobia. And I think you could you could probably use this word a little more elastically, a little more flexibly, a little more flexibly. Yeah, whatever. And just say that, you know, xenophobe could be someone you're just if you're scared of foreign things, which is why you could be scared of strangers, then you could be xenophobe. So you could use it very elastically and say, well, um, I'm just scared of what's new. That would be a very watered down definition of a xenophobe is someone who's scared of new things or of things they've just haven't had a lot of exposure to xenophobe. Shane's xenophobia prevents him from going to social events where there are people he does not know. If xenophobia did not exist, racism would not exist because people would not dislike others because of their differences. Huh? I don't know if I I don't know if I'm buying that. If xenophobia did not exist, racism would not exist. That's pretty strong. I don't. I think they're similar, but I don't think they're entirely the same. Racism, I would I would say is is a prejudice against someone for the color of their skin or maybe you're not valuing someone or you're, you're thinking that someone's characteristics are predetermined by the color of their skin, whereas xenophobia, you might say, well, they're predetermined by well, – actually, I don't know. Xenophobia is just a fear of foreigners, a hatred of foreigners. So I think they could be similar, but I don't think skin color – I think skin color is sort of at the root of racism – Whereas xenophobia, I don't think that has anything to do with skin color, but they're certainly similar and they could certainly overlap one another as a foreign aid volunteer. You should not have a case of xenophobia that hinders you from socializing with people. Yeah, I would agree. The dog's xenophobia causes him to bark at everyone. He does not know. Ooh, I like that one. That's a good example. The dog's xenophobia causes him to bark at everyone. He does not know. I think. Almost all dogs are xenophobic, aren't they? Actually, have you ever met those dogs that aren't? And you're like, dude, what are you? Like, that's not the way a dog you know the dog you just meet into dog and he's just super happy to see you, and you don't even know his owner, and you're like, Okay, this is weird. Your owner has not given you approval to be this nice to me yet, and here you are licking my face. What are you doing, dog? That's not what dogs are supposed to do. You're supposed to be territorial, you're supposed to bark at me, you're supposed to sniff me vigorously, and then And only then, after your owner has approved me, can you then be nice to me. That's what a dog is. But like, like my pit bull is a little bit like that. You know, I know pit bulls kind of have a bad rap. My pit bull is a very personable dog. I mean, she goes up to toddlers and she'll lick their faces. She loves people, especially little kids. She loves them, loves them to death. And I'm kind of like Meg. You know, you're a pit bull. I want you to, you know, just put on a show every now and then, act tough. And she doesn't do that. My my border collie, she's crazy. Our border collie is just. Yeah, she's the exact opposite. She has the stereotypical xenophobia you would expect from a dog. If they're strange, she barks at them. And if I'm if I'm walking down a street and I'm passing by a tweaker or somebody who looks a little sketchy or who isn't dressed up to my dog's standards, she will bark at them like she wants to – I don't know, like she wants to attack them. Yeah, and then my pitbull will just kind of wag her tail. Sometimes my pit bull can be a little xenophobic if the person is very – you know those shady people? You just walk by them and they just seem sketchy and they're push, putting off sketchy vibes. If they're doing that to the nth degree, my pitbull will kind of do the same thing. But for the most part, my pitbull is very happy to meet people and my border collie is very xenophobic. So, yeah. All right, you guys. I feel like I'm all rambled out at this point. So that's going to be our podcast. Let's go through our four words, see if we can remember them. First word was nefarious. Nefarious. And I offered you the mnemonic of Jafar from Aladdin. What does nefarious mean? Yes, very good. Extremely wicked or villainous, nefarious. Our next word was imbibe, and the mnemonic that I gave you was a bib that I have to wear when I imbibe. (laughs) That might have been too much. When I imbibe stuff. (laughs) What does imbibe mean? Do you guys remember what I imbibe? Well, what does imbibe? Yeah, you can tell. I'm just rambling. I'm rambling at this point. What does imbibe mean? Bueno, imbibe means to drink. We might imbibe water if we're thirsty. Our next word was tutelage. What does tutelage mean? I can't give you the mnemonic for this one because it's, yeah, it's just too obvious. I will say that we mentioned age in it and that those with tutelage often are older. Tutelage. What does tutelage mean? Good. It means instruction, teaching, or guidance. Under Mark's tutelage, you learned how to dunk a basketball. And our last word... Oh, the word that we just talked so much about was xenophobia. My dog has xenophobia. What does xenophobia mean? Good. Fear or hatred of foreigners or people from different cultures or strangers. Xenophobia. So that wraps it up for episode 19, you guys, of Nick's Snack for Neologisms. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for participating, and thanks for saying these words out loud. It's been a blast. If you enjoy my podcast, or if you hate my podcast, please consider leaving me a review on iTunes. And if you'd like, you may also donate to my podcast as well. Visit nicksnack neologismscom or you can just Google it. Hit the PayPal donation button, and you can donate there. Thanks a lot, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye.